that's one of the reasons why all three of us get along is we have standards that we want for our tenants. We don't want to be that landlord that just doesn't give a shit about humans. And I've rented before and I want a nice place to live. And I want to own a place where someone wants to be there. That's it. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to yet another episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I'm joined today with Gabriel Araish and uh, Checklist are my bitch, Galuccio, <laughs> where we're going to be having a lot of fun today talking about... <laughs> I'm getting a t-shirt on that one. I love it. I'm getting on the back. Oh I'm getting a t-shirt. Gosh. I'm trademarking That's it. I'm so trademarking it now. Getting the domain and the Facebook handle. Too late. Oh. If you missed the other uh, two episodes where we're having way too much fun talking about tenants and we're talking about finding them, uh, what to charge, and today we're going to be charging, uh, charging. we're going to be talking about evictions, uh, how to evict tenants, and of course, if you did not listen to the first two podcasts or you didn't do what we asked for in the last two, you're definitely going to be evicting and you're going to need to listen to uh, some tricks and tips here on uh, what to do and how to do it. And of course, uh, if you have not yet listened to at least the first 10 podcasts so you understand how we buy assets using none of our own money, please do. That's the foundation of all the other podcasts that we do have. And of course, uh, this is very organic. We have not really planned anything other than a topic and we're just gonna say it like it is. We're having a, you know, a discussion as if we were all together in the same room, which we have not been in almost oh, at least one a year, year, right? It's been forever. Yeah, I don't remember what you look like with a bottom i just know what your chests look like and your faces so i have no idea if you even have legs anymore but uh i haven't yeah, worn so pants in a, in a year yes I, i'm not wearing <laughs> I, I can't say i'm not wearing pants because i am but uh it'd be weird if i said i wasn't so yeah so we're, we're just gonna have a lot of fun and uh, we appreciate you the listener who is uh you know following us if you have not uh, liked us yet and subscribed please do do that immediately and of course listen to the first 10 podcasts if you have not done that yet because it's going to be very informative and of course share this with your friends family those that you uh, care about on how to uh, use other people's money leveraging other people's money the the tools the resources that exist of people that have too much money that need to use it you need to find uh, all you have to do is find the right asset and merge those two together and you make the spread and passive income for the rest of your life. And if you know what you're doing in between, which is what we discuss, and really hone in your skill sets, you can generate as much income as you choose and really lower the risk to almost zero because you know exactly what you're doing. So the more knowledge you have, the more you know, the more you grow, and the more you learn, the more you earn. So we're going to be discussing today, uh, well, shit, you have the right, you know, you thought you did everything right. Now we got to get rid of these people. And of course, I'm not suggesting that you evict tenants yourselves because that's what a property management uh, company should do or lawyers should do. You shouldn't do it yourself. You shouldn't do any of this shit yourself other than finding the right opportunity and then just passing it on to your team. That's really what the uh, the process should look like. But let's talk about evictions. Who wants to go first? Gabe, I'll have you go first since uh, Frank went first last time, then disappeared. You can. Well, all right. Well, evictions is uh, an interesting process because the first thing is you need to know what the rules are around eviction for your state. And each state has their different rules. A lot of them look alike, but there's some states that are a little bit more stringent on the different rules that they require for you to evict. And this is where it's extremely crucial that you've put the right people in the right places in your organization and having the right property manager. And if you you haven't listened to how to select your property manager, you got to listen to that podcast because 
evictions is an essential part of how you're going to select your property manager. And so your property manager needs to be skilled at this. They need to understand the rules, the regulations for that state. They need to also be able to understand when it's time to evict. So I think evictions is such a broad topic where you should start with, well, when should you evict your tenant? That should be the first thing. It should be almost a protocol or on your checklist with your manager. You know, do you evict the tenant once they stop paying you three, four, five months in, or do you evict the tenant as soon as they've missed one payment? Those are all things that you need to figure out beforehand. So typically, as soon as someone is late, you know, maybe three days late, you're going to have to send them a notice and make sure that they pay you as soon as possible. And if they don't pay you within, say, five, 10 days, and, and again, the tolerance level of not being paid is something that's up to you and based on your experience, but, you know, it needs to be as minimal as possible. It should be a zero tolerance right. um, because if you are complacent too much, there tenants are going to are boundary pushers, right? So I'm a day late, then two days late, then three days late. Next thing you know, they're three months late, and everything's okay. But if you so, have a three day, five day notice process, then stick to it and make that oh, yeah. a tolerance zero on that. Zero tolerance so, yeah, on that. That's right. We can't. I know you're having a hard time. I get it. We can't cash excuses, and I I understand. You know, we'll do what we can to help you, but I still processes that we you know as much as i would love to help you out owners are an asshole i have to follow process i'll do whatever i can to help you and put in a good word for you but we have to stick to this or you know the monkeys are going to run the zoo which is exactly what's going to happen that's right and this will happen a lot if you let things go yeah so then your, your property manager is going to take care of this but you know then the eviction process can be as simple as asking someone to leave i mean believe it or not people will leave <laughs> they just they won't wait for a you know a court ruling to ask them to leave so that's one of the processes but really your property manager should be taking care of this and you should just make sure that the property manager is enforcing the rules and regulations that you've put into place for your property i think that's the biggest risk where the property manager becomes complacent themselves because they're very close to the individuals they become friends sometimes with some of the tenants and that's where you have to be careful that's we got to be on top of things yeah you know we practice exactly that so it's uh, three days uh, late that's where they get the three-day notice so and that's the policy and the management is told to blame the owners some of our managers live on premises and they have relationships with some of the tenants i can't stop that obviously so listen there's two ways that judicial way and then there's the street way to get rid of people. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it's not as bad as you think. So the judicial way Whoa. is a three-day notice. So you do the three-day notice on the third day, and then you do the five-day notice depending on your state. And then you start the ball rolling that way. The other one, the other way, not the judicial way, but is the street, way, the street way. The I'll street tell way. You the, I'll tell you the, the nice street way. The other street way is you just go to the tenant and say, listen, it's cash for keys. Marco, you taught us this. It's cash for keys. Yes, so you go, listen, you know what? You're behind on rent. You know, the ownership doesn't have tolerance for this. It's not fair to you, but it's not fair to Gabe. It's not fair to Marco on the park that are paying on time and you're not. Listen, they're going to start the proceedings. And if they do, they won't stop. And if they don't stop and you do get evicted, you're going to get on your record. And once it's on your record, it sticks there for seven years, which they're going to have difficulties. And you explain, you're going to have difficulties renting another place. And we don't want to do that. So we'll give you some time to pack up and go. We'll give you some cash or whatever. Just leave voluntarily. This way, we're not spending the money for the eviction, and you're not going to have a bad record. This way, it's a nice, nice on both sides. That's the street, guys. Get your mind out yeah. of the gutter. I didn't mean the street way. Oh, no, no, yeah. that's, that's, that's basically uh, Frank after we, dark way. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's the PG uh, street way. Yeah, the, uh, yes, which I recommend. The you know, it's hey, once we start, we can't stop it, and even if you try to fix it, we can't because once 
it's a one fee that we have to pay that gets you out that's going to go after not only you getting evicted but your stuff because you're personally guaranteed here we have your id we like we've done everything where we can even garnish their wages if we want exactly to. again we're, we're going after we're looking for people that are employed so they have something to lose so you know we can really go after someone if we choose to and so we position it where you can leave nicely now and we'll just call it a day no harm no foul leave the place clean if you don't you know we, we're not going to be able to stop it. So here's what you have to do in order to get this cash so you can move on with your life. And I know you're on hard times. We'll actually pay you to get out. Or once we start, we just can't stop it. And once the machine starts, it's hungry and it's not going to stop until it gets fed. It's a shark. And these guys have a lot of cash behind them and they're going to have fun get going after you because this is the part of the business they like the most. And even if I'm the owner, I position it like I'm not oh, yeah. right? when, I, when I was doing this. So it's, and I make it so scary and so like, these are like vicious people that just really, they just can't wait to go after you personally because that's what they really, that's what they're hoping every single day that you don't pay so they can go after you. I don't know why they're like this, but they're just, I don't know, maybe their third wife just happened this way i have no idea something triggered and now they're just angry at everything in the world so just do me a favor and yourself a favor take some cash get out of here and i'll take care of it you're the hero yeah. i know yeah. sometimes with uh, the situation that we're having here with covid i know it could be challenging to evict oh, yeah. people in certain states uh, they have the monitorium there is actually a way around this with the monitorium that i found out with uh, one of my lawyers is which is kind of a blessing in disguise it was tenants that are on month to month so tenants that are month to month that are not paying, you can actually still evict them, not for the arrears, not for the rents that they didn't pay. You can actually evict them to terminate the month to month agreement. And that's non renewal. That's not part of the monitorium. So you can actually get rid of them. Again, not going after the money. So the money's lost, but that's okay. You lose that one month, but you get that unit back. So you can actually evict on uh, to terminate the, the month to month uh, tenancy. Uh, so that is a That's loophole right. in the monitorium, you know, to get out of the situation until they open things up again. But just another food for thought there. Well, and, and if you, you're currently on a yearly renewal lease, then once the year is up, then just change it to a month to month so that you have the option. Now, month to month gives you options. Now, obviously, it gives them options as well, where if you become on a month to month, basically, you have 30 days to tell them that you, they got to leave and they have 30 days to tell you that they have to leave. So it goes both ways. So that's a risk for you. But if you understand how to find good tenants and either way, you know, they won't leave. If they've been there for a year, changing their lease to month to month won't make them want to leave. It's you're just changing this to make it easier should they decide that they're stopping to pay because of the moratorium. But again, that's the way you would do it if you have a yearly lease and you want to be able to put someone out. But again, you, you shouldn't have to put someone out. If they've been paying you for a year on time, then you know, chances are they're going to keep doing that. Yeah, you have to obviously be human. But I do want to just rewind just a little bit, uh, Frank, unless you have something to say on what he just said. Uh, no, go ahead. It starts with having a good eviction starts with a good lease. Because there's so many leases that are lacking where if you use a standard lease, it's designed to protect the tenant, not the landlord. And you want something that's a little bit, you know, counterbalanced. And I'm not suggesting that it's all landlord friendly at all, because, you know, you can get abuse from that from landlords that are assholes and are slumlords. We just experienced that ourselves where, you know, you have these these landlords that are really cr having tenants lives in, live in garbage. You know, we've experienced this ourselves, Frank, yeah. where we're you know buying a mobile home park and they're literally, there's shit, not like 
proverbial shit, actual shit. Yeah. Human um, shit. From septic tanks, mm. human feces that are mm. all over the place, you know, because of backed uh, septic. up uh, septic yeah. systems. And the tenants are just like, we've told the landlord, they're not doing anything. And the city doesn't care. The county didn't, like, it was disgusting. And it's like, we're not even buying this at all unless the landlord just didn't give a shit, literally. And it was disgusting. It's sad. That's what and it is. It's we've seen this so many times. It's so sad to see, you know, families or kids that are playing with this stuff. I because they, they have that no, mentality. Think, well, they're not complaining. I, I, they're still paying. But you know what? Some of these people don't have a choice. It, it's either right. I stay yeah. here or I'm, I'm sleeping, you know, on, behind the store. <laughs> Where they can't find the store no, or the city hall. It's unacceptable. Anyway, that's another story for another day. But we've seen some crazy shit, literally. And uh, it's just not acceptable. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why all three of us get along is we have standards that we want for our tenants. We don't want to be that landlord that just doesn't give a shit about humans. And I've rented before and I want a nice place to live. And I want to own a place where someone wants to be there. That's it. So anyway, it starts with a lease and a good lease. And there's so many things that we can discuss. We could probably have a whole podcast just on different lease things and structures. Although I don't want to because these are the, the secret sauces that I give to those that are actually in my program. And I don't want to sound like an asshole, but those that are in my program get a lot of value. And I don't want to give away things that have value to not only make you a tremendous amount of money, but save you a tremendous amount of money and also save you a tremendous amount of time. And those that are invested will get those goodies. And those that are not invested will get the information that I can really disseminate more on this channel, for example, that is more for free. But if you, you know, the more you invest, the more knowledge you're going to get that is really valuable. Not saying that the information I'm giving you now is not, but there's a lot of value in paying for something. And if I've given it to you for free, you won't really... Get appreciate it but exactly <laughs> and it's not fair to those that actually paid for the information to get you know the extremely strong leases and clauses that we have in there that are really protecting you and are make it very easy for you not only to evict but also charge a lot more rent and get the money from a judge if necessary if they decide to go into your favor which they generally do with the right lease and the right paperwork you look like a hero you don't look like an asshole. Yeah, you know, on that note, it's just uh, listen. It, there's going to be people that don't pay, and, and it doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just they may be in some kind of financial hardship, or you know, unforeseen circumstances happen. And we had that with some of our tenants. And what we have is actually we have a list of community outreach programs within. It's a list. It's a checklist. I gotta live up to my name. But we have a, a yes. list of uh, community outreach programs. Anywhere from, you know, faith church groups to community organizations or whatever, where they'll actually help or subsidize the person. So if we have good tenants in there and they do fall on hard times or whatever, our management has a list and say, hey, you know what? They're trying to help that tenant to stay there, uh, especially if they're a good tenant. And they'll say, you know, try going to this faith group or, or how about these guys? We'll connect you with these guys. Go there and see what they can supply with you. And sometimes they're able to help and subsidize maybe half which is, you know, gives a good boost to the tenant. Says, you know what, they're covering half of my fees. One of them covered all their utilities. So they're saving money there so they can actually pay your rent so they have a fighting chance. So it doesn't mean that you have to evict all your tenants if they're good and you want to keep them there, trying to help them. And we just have, you know, do a little bit of homework up front, uh, see who's in the community that can help in circumstances like that. So again, to recap here, you know, there's the eviction process seems to have a lot of 
commonalities where it it starts with how you do things at the onset so you have to have the right lease agreement you have to find the right tenants you have to have the right property management that understands how to put your plan into effect and into action and then that understand a property manager that understands how to do the eviction process but at the end of the day the perfect eviction is no eviction at all and that's what you need to get from this and if it sounds like impossible how am i going to do find this find this find this how am i going to do all this stuff well a educate yourself get someone to help you so they can show you if you're doing things right or wrong which is mentorship and look at for example you know hockey or the nba or football you know there's a process to finding the best players that get drafted to the right teams and you know different teams win different super bowls at different times or you know the stanley cup or you know whatever the top prize is there's a process to get people to to get the best possible people and it's the same thing with tenants and there's a lot of tenants there's a huge tenant pool and having a very simple cherry picking process is a lot easier than finding a star nba player or a star hockey player that's right you know, that's a lot easier than that so in you're dealing with a huge pool of humans that really do want to rent that do want to be honorable and if you treat people honorably you're going to get that back and and the key as you said gabriel the best eviction is no eviction whatsoever it's like the best lawsuit is one that never happened Mm -hmm. so avoiding it is screening correctly having the right conversations with the tenant making sure they understand what the rules and regulations are and having you know the a clear understanding that if you don't pay you don't stay period no you know set expectations basically right exactly exactly yeah yeah frank any last words no you know what uh tell us your thoughts frank (laughs) let's finish this up we have 30 more more minutes Uh, in the end guys Uh, in the end listen if you do your homework have the right tenants but help out your tenants too there's no foolproof guarantee you can't avoid this. It may happen from time to time, and most likely will happen from time to time. It's how you treat it, and it's how you treat it, how you help out the tenant, or you know the tenants that don't want to pay and taking advantage of whatever, and then they deserve to. You know, I could talk about the you know the other way to get rid of tenants, but that's uh, the after dark uh, with Frank. You can subscribe to that, and that's after midnight. Mm. I don't oh. recommend uh, lascivious. Uh, I don't condone you know, that. Mafioso. I don't condone that. It's not mafioso. It's just. It's all for fun. It's all for fun. But no, no. And following process is not going to equate to you never having to evict anyone, right? Just understand that it's the process is to minimize that risk as much as possible. Yes, exactly. And it's going to be easier in certain states. Like Oklahoma is a lot faster than Florida, and Florida is a lot faster than New York or in Illinois, you know, where every state has different laws that are either landlord-friendly or tenant-friendly. And, you know, that's why we're more entrenched in certain states than others, because it's easier to evict as well in certain states than others. And that's an easy Google search. You can Google that and see which ones are actually landlord friendly versus tenant friendly. It's very easy to do. So uh, with that, I think we're running out of time. And all joking aside, if you're, you know, really good to tenants, tenants will be good to you. And of course, you're going to get some bad apples. And if they are bad apples... Uh, You can definitely do it, you know, the rough way, the after dark way, which I don't recommend because, you know, two wrongs don't necessarily make a right. But you definitely are there systems and processes to get them out a lot faster through mechanisms that are already built into your lease and into the conversations and expectation conversations that you have with your tenants at the very beginning. And uh, we wish you a great journey on this. And just so you know, evictions are part of the game so you can't be afraid of them if you are you're really going to you're going to have a problem because if you don't evict those that don't pay 
you're going to send a message to everyone else, a different kind of message when, you know, Frank's compadres, <laughs> the paisans from, from Sicily are going to be sending a different message. If you're sending a message, it's okay for you not to pay on time. And if you don't pay, we're not going to hurt you or evict you. And then everyone is not going to pay. And that's going to be devastating for your business and your life. So don't go, go into that. So make sure that you do evict quickly because it is important. It's it's an important process. Just like firing someone that doesn't belong into their job that's hurting everyone else, you got to get rid of those people very quickly or it's going to hurt your business. And that's another conversation for another day. But don't be afraid of it. It's actually part of the fun. And uh, once you do your first one, I know, Frank, uh, your first eviction, you oh my goodness! I, Let's talk about that real, real quick, <laughs> because I know you've said it before, but I want to say it again because it's appropriate for this finale of this uh, three-part. I had series. to. I actually flew down for this. I go, oh my first when I got my first eviction. I go, damn it! I go, the guy's not paying or whatever. I was like, shit. So I went through the process, got a lawyer, and we're doing it. And someone has to be there when. So when you when you follow the process, you do a three-day, you do a five-day, and then you file your complaint with the court. With the courthouse, and then what happens? The sheriff comes out and posts a writ of possession. It's called a writ of possession. Then they give twenty-four hours, but someone has to be there when the sheriff's there. So the lawyer says we can get someone out because you need a locksmith. They got to change the locks. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be there, uh, and I'm in Toronto. So so I'm in Toronto. This property was out in uh, in Florida. I was like, I'm gonna be there, and I was like, all right, are you gonna be? There? So I flew down to Tampa just to witness this. I ever witnessed a, an eviction? I I don't know. I got excited. So the sheriff, so the sheriff went to the door. They don't mess around, man. They do not mess around. It's guns out of the holster, uh, guns out drawn, and he goes. It was a bigger guy. I was like, son, he goes, uh, go behind the cruiser over there. And I was like, holy shit. So I'm filming this <laughs> with my phone. Would you, would your popcorn, uh, would your oh, popcorn? Oh, I didn't have popcorn. I didn't think it was going to be that, I didn't think it was going to be that dramatic, but yeah. Hang on one second. So where you live in, uh, Gabe in Quebec, would a police officer ever unholster his weapon in order to, to start evicting or Frank in? Oh, you know, in, I, I, no. No. And they don't even have a, they don't even show up to eviction. This is, they're not even part of the process. If it's anything home related, they're like, that's not, that's a civil case. <laughs> no problem. You know what? It, and these guys like this eviction is like, this is candy. This is right. like, I get to go and I get to shoot someone if, in the face if they're in the property. So they're like, they're excited, you know, and listen, it's, it's a different, it's just how it is. That's right. They're trespassing on a property and they're enforcing the law and they get to unholster their weapon. And if, if there's an aggressive force and they're threatened, they have the right to shoot. I'm not saying that the police officer, I'm not saying bad things about police officers at all, just to be clear. They've broken the law. Your tenant has, the judge has said, get the hell out of there. If you're in there, you're trespassing and we have the right, if you're aggressive to actually, you know, protect the officer that's protecting the place and i agree with that and i'm not saying that you know that they should just shoot people on for no reason but it's just something that a police officer just generally enjoys doing if that's what they enjoy doing right if i was a police officer i think that was great because you can't unholster your weapon in i know in canada and then without filling exactly. 16 pages exactly. of paperwork, you have to fill right? a lot of paperwork at any point a lot of the second you unholster your weapon at any point in canada it's 16 pages of paperwork, but not in this case. And so it's like, I get to hold my gun and it's, you know, and it's, you know. <laughs> yes. If you've ever shot guns before, it's I, a lot I never fun. shot a gun. At least I it's won't admit, well, at least I won't admit this on this when, uh, podcast, but no. So anyway. anyways, he said, so, you know, stand behind the vehicle because. <laughs> suddenly got really yeah. weird. Anyway, he said, stand behind the vehicle. And I was like, holy shit. This is like, you know, like the cops uh, show, right? If everyone watched cops or whatever, like, I was, this could be, this could turn out really bad. Voice. So luckily he parked over there. So I, I was filming this shit and he took out his gun. I was like, oh, wow. 
and he walks up to the door you know he's, he's looking through the windows and he knocks you know he knocked and kicked the door not kicked it down just kicked and he says sheriff's department he goes uh he goes if anyone's in there i'm coming in there in 15 seconds gun drawn and shooting that's exactly his words and i go are you fucking kidding me I was like, oh my goodness. So I'm filming. I'm like, I'm behind the car. <laughs> filming this shit. Look at his eyes. Look at Frank's eyes. Yeah. 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 This. I'm, can't I'm see filming this. this. Frank's eyes are too huge. I've never seen his eyes. I was like, holy man, this is this really, this, I go, like I hope there. the guy's not in there. And then a little part of me is like, I wonder what happens if he's in there. What's, what's going to go down? So most of the part is like, I hope the guy's not in there. I hope, because I know he's got a family. He's got kids. I'll kidding aside. I really hope the guy's not in there. And then that's it. He actually kicked the door. He goes, okay, I'm coming in. Gun drawn. I will shoot. That's what he said. And he kicked the door to open it because he goes, you got a key. And I, I had the key. I gave him the key, but the key didn't work. So they changed the fucking locks, which they shouldn't be. It's in the, it's in the lease agreement. They can't change the locks. But anyways, they changed the locks. <laughs> yeah, they don't follow the policy, but they changed the locks. So he, he had to kick the door. And when he did, he went in there and it was quiet for a while. And I was like, what the hell's going on? I didn't hear no gunshots though. Uh, and then he came up. Thankfully, he yeah. came up like Rambo, and he was like, "All clear." I go, "Wait, wait hold on a second. Go, wait. So he was ready to leave. I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. Are you sure you checked all the closets and everything, right? Because I had to wait for the locksmith to come." Yeah. And he goes, "No, it's all clear." I go, "Can you? Can can I walk in with you?" And he goes, "Yeah, with your gun." He goes, "Yeah, yeah. Not like me holding his gun, but then he came in and I made sure it was actually cleared. The guy wasn't hiding anywhere. But thankfully, yes. But." But if someone were there, they technically are trespassing, and they gave the warning. Yep. So listen, the cops got or the sheriff's got to protect themselves, and Correct. they got to protect themselves. They don't know what to expect going into these things. I'm sure they have horror stories. So they're going in there with their finger on the trigger, and luckily they didn't go down to that. But it was still worth the trip. My adrenaline went. It was like drinking. It, so it was fun. So do you wear a body? You've you've been wearing a body cam ever since. Uh, it was a rush. I gotta say, it, it was a little bit rushed, but scary at the same time. What people go through, what these sheriffs go through, and do evict, and it's yeah. not fun. That's a scary job. It's you know they're not paid enough yeah. for sure, and uh, you know it's definitely your life's at stake every single day. So my hats off to any police officer for sure, and uh, it's a dangerous job. It is. And without police, we'd all be fucked. So we definitely appreciate them. So with that said, again, right lease, right management team, right series of actions, right behavior, right skill sets allows you to have the best tenants with the best properties that you've picked up at the best prices using other people's money, leveraging the best possible management team with the best resources around you so you can really have a really great life by having the best people around you taking care of the things that you need to. So hopefully this little three-part mini-series on uh, tenants, uh, management, uh, there's so much more we could say and there's so much that's been unsaid and I appreciate both of you, you know, Frank, uh, unholster my weapon, Galuccio, as well as uh, Gabriel, I appreciate you both. And you, the listener, of course, if you uh, have not subscribed yet, please do share this and of course comment. If this is something you really are enjoying, please comment, tell, tell us uh, how much you enjoy this if you can. And we would really, of course, appreciate your feedback. So thanks very much, gentlemen and everyone else. Have a fantastic, fantastic week, a month and year. Make it your little biatch. Take care, guys. Bye for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. 
even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night. This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.